0: on y'all, what's going on, Mills Virgo here, you're listening to Mills Speaks, <laughs> hey. so I like this, um, this beat, this is another original, um, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's one of my favorites, because I think it's unfinished, but I'm not sure, Um, but I love it, I love it, to, um, like I probably don't have a beat that I don't at least like a lot. Um, let you know, hey, what are you going to do? So I'll get it brought down here in just a second. Just a second. We've got a lot to talk about today. Um, this episode's called Respect. Um, so there's a lot of things I want to go over here. Let me, let me go ahead and break it down here. Let you hear this beat. so I hope, I hope that you guys have been doing well, um, I hope that the week has been productive and, and good to you, hopefully it was a pay week for some of you, for some of you, that's alright, cause next week is, so, bam, um, or you got paid last week, depending on how you look at it, um, nah, but you know, it's, um, the episode's called Respect, um, and I mainly named it respect simply because of the, um, because of what was said, uh, by Lauren London's son at the Nipsey Hussle, uh, funeral that happened on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, the kid came up there. I think this is Lauren London and Lil Wayne's son. Um, so he's, I, I don't know. He looks like he's, eight, maybe, maybe nine, I'm not sure. Um, but he got up there and he spoke so clearly, so 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 great. I mean as a kid you, you just wish that your kids would be that, that articulate and have words, have the ability to, you know, tell a, a dream again. So basically he had a dream, he had a dream about Nipsey. It was like two days after he had gotten um killed and it, Nipsey came to him in his dream. And he said a few things to him that he typically always said, and then when he left out of the dream, and I guess as Nipsey would on a daily basis when he left the house, um, he always, I guess, looked through the window and was just like respect, you know. And so the little kid, you know, said respect, and he had the whole crew say respect, and it was really, it was really dope. So I, I you know. That's why I decided to name it that. That that really resonated with me. That stayed with me over the, the next few days after after seeing that. So so shout to um, to Nipsey Hustle and his whole family and extended family. Um, so I do have notes. Um, I'm gonna pick up from my excitement from the last episode that um, I told you Beyonce has this Adidas deal. That news came like. Two weeks ago, and then maybe a few days later, maybe just a few days later—not not not even a full week, but just maybe five days later or so. Then we get this like cryptic ass like um, tweet and Instagram post from Netflix, and it's just like Homecoming, and it's in the blue and the black—I mean the black and the um, in the yellow—you know—colors that Beyoncé you know had on during the time that she did the Coachella performance. And um, so, you know, everybody was like, oh, it's Beyonce! And I was like, okay, cool. And then I wasn't, I mean, I was convinced. I mean, they said it, so I believed it, you know, that everything on the internet is true. So, I mean, I, I was like, okay, fine. And then I guess the next day, then Beyonce and Netflix release, like, I guess a trailer for it. So it is indeed, you know, I guess the making of the performance um at homecoming one can only assume that it is the full complete performance as well one can only assume that beyonce also has a motherfucking album coming same day april the 17th one can only assume that this could also be part documentary and part visual for said album um, it's a lot to assume and to guess and to hope for. So, we'll see. Like I said earlier, something is coming, something is coming. It's here. It's coming. The first thing is going to be this weekend, I mean this Wednesday, um, on the 17th. So, um, just stay goddamn tuned. Um, <laughs> I'm excited about it. Um, so Monday, um, this past Monday, the NCAA, um, uh, championships, uh, was played. And I think Texas Tech and Virginia played. Um, I don't think anyone cared um, about this once Duke got eliminated. And that could be, I could be totally wrong about that. I mean, I would imagine the people in Texas cared, and I could imagine the people in um, Virginia gave a shit. But, like, I guess everybody else, I'm not real sure that everybody else really cared about that like that. So, you know, it's all good. It's all good. But, no, you know, uh, congrats to Virginia. Um, apparently, last year, they were bounced out. They were number one in the country. They were bounced out by in the first round by a 16 round, or number 16. So, that was, like, the ultimate horror, sounds like. And then that they came back and won it all this year. They're like, oh, we redeemed ourselves. You know, I'm like, okay, dog, all right. You know, good for y'all and everything. So, yeah. So, I, um... Yeah, so, you know, good for them. Um, While the game was on, um, they had, I don't think that Paul Pierce and Jalen Rose were even a part of this broadcasting. Because, you know, they had the the pregame, they had the halftime, and then they had the postgame shows. And so, but I think on TNT, or maybe even ESPN, when there were some pro games on, um, Paul Pierce, Jalen Rose, and, um, dang, what is my girl's name? Michelle Beadle. They were up there doing their commentary, you know, and all this stuff. And then uh, it was like the last night that D Wade was playing, or something like that. I think it was either it was either the last night in Miami or the last game game. And I can't remember, but I think it was the Miami game. And apparently, Paul Pierce. The question came up: Well, who had the better career, Paul Pierce or Jalen Rose? I mean, or, or excuse me, Paul Pierce or D Wade? Okay, and Jalen Rose had like. <laughs> Listen, alright, so let me just stop where I'm at and say, okay, Paul Pierce said, of course, that's me, I had the better career. Well, first of all, sir, no you didn't, but whatevs, right? You're supposed to think that, I would imagine, but realistically speaking, you should be able to look at a career and be like, oh, wow, yeah, they, yeah, they they were better, yeah. <laughs> you know, you should be able to do that, but clearly, clearly not, right? So, um, so he just went in or whatever about how he was better, and he was like, you know, giving all these what ifs and these all these scenarios, like if you gave me Shaq when I was twenty six, if you gave me LeBron when I was twenty seven, if you did this and if you did that, and better, and I'm just like, okay, okay, guy, okay, 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 <laughs> like come on, so whatever, so. Jalen Rose comes back with this whole list of, like, all of D-Way's accomplishments (laughs) compared to Paul Pierce and the way he did it. It was so disrespectful. It was so disrespectful. I don't even know, can I find the clip and maybe play the audio? It was so rude, though. I mean, it was funny and it was necessary because Paul Pierce is a hater. He really is. I can't even front on how much of a hater he is, but... It's like he always he he always like trying to undermine somebody. He he's always trying to, uh, you know, insert himself into the situation. Now, I'll never forget when it was his last year. Um, And he was, you know, going through the retirement process and stuff. And and I guess he thought, because the year before, it was Kobe's last year. And I guess he thought, oh, okay, I see how they're doing Kobe. Okay, cool. Oh, wow, they're doing this for Kobe. Everywhere Everywhere Kobe went, they had a video tribute. Every, you know, they had, you know, they stopped. They did their thing for him because, obviously, you know, Kobe Bryant played 20 years. And he's got five championship rings. He was most likely the closest basketball player that we could see in our generation that was, that mirrored Michael Jordan, which is the alleged best basketball player in the world, uh, so, or ever, really, ever, um, and so, you know, Kobe, Kobe is, you know, is is the GOAT, that's my GOAT, I love Kobe, that's just me, I'm a Kobe person, so, (laughs) I guess, I guess, um, Paul Pierce thought that once he retired that he was going to get that same energy, that same love. And i never forget when Draymond told him. He was um, playing for the Clippers in his last year under Doc. And I remember that Draymond, he was sitting on the bench and Draymond was like, uh, they were doing a free throw. And so he was standing on the line or whatever, not not taking the shot, but just on the side. And, and Draymond was just like yelling at him. He was like, they don't love you like that. They don't love you like Kobe. They don't love you like that you ain't getting none of that, (laughs) It was just like, oh my god, (laughs) oh my god, it's like, damn, you just keep taking L's, I mean, just keep taking L's, so when Jalen came through with all them stats and stuff, and if you could find the video on, say, like, Instagram, please do, it is hilarious, YouTube, whatever, just, just type in Jalen Rose, um, Reed's, Paul Pierce stats, or something like that. I promised the video coming. I promise you. The way they zoomed into Paul Pierce's face after Jalen Rose was just like reading it, well, he got three rings and you got one. And you, you know, he made this this decision, you didn't. And it was just like, God damn. So, yeah, yeah, he looked like he wanted to cry though. He did. He looked like he was going to cry in the car. Okay? Anyway, so, uh, So, I just thought that was hilarious. So, I hope y'all enjoyed that little um, back and forth banter a couple weeks ago. Because that that gave me life. (coughs) Oh, excuse me, y'all. I'm definitely just getting over a cold. Like, I don't don't know if it was a cold. I don't know if it was an allergy or sinus infection. Like, I don't know what it was. But it was death. I was dead last week. Y'all, like, y'all wouldn't have even... If I would have had to record, I couldn't, because you wouldn't have been able to understand me. Uh, I think I'm even still a little congested, just in the nose a bit, but otherwise, I'm doing great now. Um, But last week this time, I was definitely dead. Um, So, um, but let's move on, moving on, moving on. Um, Kodak Black. Alright, so I wrote this down like days ago when I actually had energy and cared about this thing. And right now, as it stands at 10.47 a.m. on Sunday, I really don't give a shit about Kodak Black no more. Like, I did write underneath here, Sir, three strikes. And the three strikes would, I guess, be the first time when he talked about how he didn't like dark-skinned girls or wouldn't date anybody darker than him. Uh, That's the first strike, I guess. The second strike could be when he um, disrespected young M.A., with, with the stupid comments about how you're going to have a vagina and not want to be penetrated. Like, I don't even understand his logic in that situation. And then now this um, this newest um, situation with him and Lauren London and the disrespect toward Nipsey Hussle and da 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 So my main concern with this was that, you know, this wasn't a, oh, all of the rappers are coming at Kodak Black because... He disrespected the women and it's time for men to hold other men accountable. That's not what happened here. What happened here was Kodak Black was on Instagram live and he was talking about how he want he you know, Lauren Lauren London was so fine and he would give her a couple of years and then he would try to holler and show her that he is just like Nipsey. He wanna do the same stuff for the community, da da da. And so he would, you know, I give her a couple of years, you know to cry. What? What? <laughs> anyway, you know, so he's just it was amazing to me that he even thought that he had a chance. You got to you don't have a chance. Do you see who her man was? Do you see how great a man that was? It got nothing to do with his physical appearance, okay? It's got everything to do with his fucking energy. It's everything to do with the fact that the man was everything to everybody who he knew. So, I'm not sure how Kodak Black can make that type of transformation in two or three years that he was willing to give her to mourn her love of her life. To then then be with him, right? So, I guess that's strike three. But, a lot of the rappers were like, oh man, you got to humble yourself, chill, don't say none of that stuff, that's disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. And I just felt like y'all really should always check him about stuff. Y'all should check each other about more stuff than just this stuff right here, Okay? And, um, did I feel like what Kodak Black said was wrong? Well, no, I didn't feel like it was wrong. I mean, he was speaking his, I mean, his truth, and I'm sure there's tons of other dudes that have said the same thing. Um, girls that like girls have probably said, I would give her a time, you know, but I would holler You know, that kind of ignorant shit, scumbag shit. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't like it. Was it, um, in poor taste? Absolutely. Was it disgusting? Sure. But was it something that I'd be like... You know, oh my God, he's totally canceled. Well, no, no, this wouldn't be a canceled situation because for me, he had been canceled because he has been ignorant. So he didn't need to say anything about wanting to date Nipsey Hussle's, you know, widow or, or, or former girlfriend now that he's passed on to the next lifetime, you know, the next life. You know, that's that, that that's not... That, come on, come on. Anyway, so I guess I'm a more aggravated with the people who don't want to be consistent with what we're going to stand for and what we're not going to stand for. Um, So, yeah. Um, I don't know that I go the same route as Charlemagne. Charlemagne's issue was, oh, you can't get get mad at him for being disrespectful to Lauren London if you know hip-hop has historically been disrespectful to women i don't feel that way i will well first i i agree of the entire idea like the concept of what he's saying you're right but at the same time um that that's not what this is you know and that's not why the masses were upset they were mad because nipsey's body wasn't even in the grave yet That's what they were mad at. They were mad at that kind of stuff. They weren't mad at, oh my god, did you hear what he said to Lauren London? He disrespected her. No, that's not what, that's not how this was going down. At least for some of these main people that tried to check him on Instagram. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, but I do agree with Charlamagne when he said that now that it was addressed um, publicly, now this idiot feels like he has to come back and say something, you know, ridiculous um you know publicly now because he was embarrassed publicly and now it's kind of a situation where it's a back and forth thing and now i think last or a couple of days ago t.i you know there was a song made and then it was about t.i or it was about kodak and t.i did the song it's like what do you what do you do is this going on the album because you're really doing this you're you're wasting studio time you're wasting mind power you're wasting all of this energy on kodak black really you don't got nothing else to do wow, wow, it's amazing, That's a goddamn amazing, so, you know, um, so that's how I felt about that, um, I think two or three days ago, there was a new post that, that went around saying that Kodak Black had lost all this money, because his streams were way down, because people stopped playing his stuff on the radio, and all of these other things, and, um, And the, the, the caption was basically like, so we can do this to Kodak Black, we can do this to all these racist companies. And I'm just like, well, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely correct. That's This is the type of power that we have, um, and we should utilize our power properly. Um, but this is not the same to me. Um, it's not the same to me. And I do think that the grand scheme of people can do a a boycott of an artist's music before they can do a boycott of, like, Gucci. Because people like me, (laughs) we're not buying Gucci. So, there's already a boycott. So, you guys are just joining the boycott that we, the common folks, been had with Gucci. Okay? And Prada. Okay? Alright? We already been in boycott. We've been in boycott for all my life. Okay? (laughs) For all my life. Anyway. So... (laughs) moving on, moving on, um, Wendy Williams, Wendy Williams back in the news, um, this time she's back in the news for something that I am a-okay with, and that is this divorce that she has come through with, filed against this husband, Kevin or Kelvin, Um, I'm not real sure his name, because Charlemagne has screwed this name up, so I'm at a point now where I'm unsure, and I feel like I always knew what his name was. But, whatever. So, Kevin or Kelvin, I'm not sure. He, uh, I think I talked about this earlier, y'all, about how he basically had this woman on the side for over 10 years, and Wendy was aware of it, and then stated that, um and then stated that you can have your little girl on the side, but no babies. That's the rule. That's the stipulation. No babies. So, I think I even said last episode or a couple episodes ago that he has since had a baby with the side chick. Okay? So, that sent Wendy into, like, I don't know, some kind of drunken rage, some kind of drug rage situation where she had fallen off the wagon, they found her drunk somewhere, um, probably had drugs too, all of these things, Um, and it's really sad, and it's not sad because I like Wendy Williams, it's not that, you know, and I think I was talking to a good friend of mine about this the other day, and I was saying that it's not that I like Wendy Williams and that I don't think that it couldn't happen to a nicer person. No. Okay? It could happen to a, a worse person, honestly. But that is not even close to the point. I don't think that she should be t- torn down in this manner. I think that she, um, feel how you want about Wendy Williams, but Wendy Williams absolutely um, came from absolutely nothing, worked her way up made it all the way to where she's at, um, came from meager, meager beginnings. I mean, hard times, you know what I mean? And I'm here to tell you right now, no woman, specifically black women, but no woman should ever want another woman to be torn down like that. Not after all the work she's put in, not after all of the things that she's done for her various communities. Now, I really don't know if she's done you know, great things in her community, I just can, I do know of the things that she has done, just a couple of things, so, I mean, she's, she's not, um, she's not immune to my humanity, like, I can empathize with Wendy Williams in this situation because this is not it. And then, when you also put in there the fact that this man has been physically abusive for years. Um, you know, people are on record. Charlamagne the God is one. He lived with them for a short period of time. That if she doesn't get out of there, he's going to kill her. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is... It's serious shit. And then on top of that, you want to cheat? And then on top of that, you want to beat me? And then on top of that, you want to have a baby? bruh I'm so fucking looting now get the fuck out of here get the bricks so I just hope that the the, the divorce can, can go through um, as painlessly as possible even though I have a feeling that he's gonna be an asshole about the whole everything and try to take all our money and everything so we'll see we'll see how this goes I mean I, I probably won't follow this closely but I, I know it'll be in the news or in the blogs or something so unfortunately you know we'll see So, all I have to say about that is that it's about time, and I hope that now she can start to heal, now she can be, you know, clean, um, and then hopefully, once she moves out of his shadow of being just miserable, she can move out of that misery, then maybe she can offer some different content, y'all, you know, maybe she's been miserable this whole time and so she's trying to make other people as miserable as her and then maybe if she's not as miserable maybe she doesn't have so much to say about these celebrities lives and what they're doing so who knows this could be the start of something great I'm an optimist that way um I do believe things happen for a reason and I think that you know we have the capacity to change just we just have to be able to identify when the goddamn change is necessary and then make the move so hopefully she can do that hopefully um, so I went ahead and I, I didn't get a chance I was at work so I didn't get a chance to watch this Nipsey household funeral um, but um, you know let's see what we got I got. I wrote down a few things. Final remarks, which again, I told you about what the the, um, the little kid said. I can't remember his name right now. Maybe it's Cameron. What he had said about Nipsey that was nice. Um, they had a letter from Barack Obama it was read. Um, Snoop Dogg got out there and just just Snoop Dogg shit. Just kept it gangster, and I love it. I love it. Um, more so than for you know his family, Nipsey Hustle's family and. Friends and stuff, you know, people like Snoop and YG, you know, these these rappers, but but that are best friends, you know, or that are you know close. I feel for them. I feel for them a lot because you know, you know, when when you have a creative partner, um, and then that's taken, that that um, could sometimes impede on the creativity. So hopefully they'll be able to take this energy and, and make it into something. Um, really good. And again, if you guys have not had an opportunity to listen to this, the Victory Lap album um, by Nipsey Hussle, really, really get a chance to do that. That's, uh, it's a good album. Not like it. <clears throat> um, Stevie Wonder performed. Um, my girl Marsha Ambrosius performed. She's the songstress from Tree. Some people don't know that. Um, I saw a lot of people on, like, Instagram in the comments. They were just like, who is she? And I'm like, who are you guys? Who raised you? But whatever. Um, um, let's see. Janae Aiko performed, who she's... Right now, I can honestly tell you, she's one of my favorites. Um, I listen to a, a Janae song maybe, I don't know, every day? I, she's on some playlist of mine. Like, is it's, there's not one playlist that she's not on right now outside of like a rap playlist you know what I'm saying but when you're talking R&B love all that stuff chill vibes all of it that's her so I loved her I loved her performance um I think she had a close relationship with Nipsey and YG so I know it's hard for her to be there and to sing for your friend um apparently Nipsey Hustle uh made these arrangements prior to his death he didn't know when but he said if something like this were to happen you know, he, he requested um, Marsha Ambrosius, he requested Janelle, Janae Aiko, um, he requested a lot of people that were there, like um, Stevie Wonder, I think he performed, yeah, he performed. Um, so it was just a lot of, it was, It seemed like a lot of really good energy, really good energy um, there. Um, his mom and dad got up and, and said a few words, his brother got up and said some words, um, really good stories, really nice anecdotes, like really, really good family stories. So, um, you know, if you didn't watch it, that's fine, because who wants to watch a funeral? But then, you know, if you did have an opportunity to see those clips, though, you see what I mean. Those, you know, those stories and that energy that the family has, it's just, it's unmatched. It's unmatched, and it's hard to understand, honestly, and in the best way possible, um, so, so God bless them. Um, um, excuse me. Uh, it looks like uh, Jermaine Dupree and Joe Budden both believe that um, Nipsey Hussle was Jesus. Yep, they believe that Jesus came back through Nipsey Hussle, and he came out there and did everything he was supposed to do, and then died at 33, just like Jesus did um, the first time. So, you know. <clears throat> I'm just going to stick that right there with you, and then you do what you want to do with that. I'm moving on. All right. Um, abortion laws. <laughs> It's a terrible transition, but abortion laws, uh, apparently that's happening. Um, a lot of these laws are going into effect. A lot of bills are changing. Um, I think everybody needs to be paying attention to what's happening in your neck of the woods. Um, pay attention to new bills. Um, let's read the newspaper. Let's get a WLTX or whatever your local um, news station is. Multiple. Get them all. Notifications. You know, see what's going on. Um, because there's some things getting done here, I just don't understand why, um, you've got the abortion laws, you said uh, if it has a heartbeat, then that's considered murder if you do abortion, then now what they're saying is, is that now, in one of the states, of pro- probably Texas, but I'm probably guessing wrong about that, but, um, you could get up to the, you could get the death penalty for getting an abortion, which is amazing to me, that you would say that you, you're gonna kill me because I... Killed a, a baby that hadn't been born yet, but you're gonna kill the human that's actually here. Um, so th- I, it's just, listen, it's just things are getting really stupid out there, and I think a lot of it is people are distracted by the dumb stuff that's been placed in our way to in our in our in our sights to see, and we're not even paying attention to what's happening. they're doing all kinds of dumb shit a bunch of men are making decisions on what women should do with their bodies and it's just like is this still fucking happening in 2019 and we're just gonna let it happen we're just gonna sit back and let it happen you know so call your congressman see what's going on get the bill out of there i don't know i don't know do what you can do okay call somebody email something shit don't don't sit idly by I, i think i called a number and it was just like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't approve of this, and they were like, okay, and then they hung up, so I'm hoping I went on a list somewhere, I'm not sure, but I'd be willing to, you know, call again, or whatever, um, but guys, just pay attention to what's going on, I mean, we've got about a year and a half before we can even, you know, vote again for a new president, new, um, you know, um other positions that will be available I'm not real sure, what they are. that's why I'm kind of vague um, but um let's just be mindful of what's happening, and then also let's pay attention to what's getting done with these new people that were just newly elected you know, let's see if their hands are tied or if they're not doing what they're saying they're supposed to do, let's let's, let's get it done let's get it done um, okay, I'm moving on from that too um quick things, quick things uh, D. Wade's kid D. Wade's kid. So, D. Wade, as you guys know, like I said earlier, is going through this whole retirement thing. He's, at this point, fully retired and uh, has played his last game. Um, A couple of weeks ago was Pride Week in Miami, and D. Wade's family, his wife, daughter, two sons, um, probably some other family members, you know, went out to Pride and celebrated. Apparently, D. Wade's um, son, Zion is is gay. And I guess this is an openly gay situation. I guess they're aware of it. He must have come out to them, you know, or they must, you know, have noticed things and then said, okay, we're just going to be open to everything and anything, you know, Um, I'm not sure what it is, um, but all I can say is that I'm really, really happy about it, and I know a lot of people don't share this opinion, but I don't care, I'm extremely happy about it because I watch a lot of stuff like Drag Race, and um, I've watched Drag Race for years, I watch, um, you know... I've watched, like, Paris is Burning, which is a a really, really popular, um, like, drag queen documentary that came out in the 90s, and it was about what happened in the 80s and 90s, and it really captured the underground drag, you know, scene, and the thing for me is, I'm just, I just love drag, I just think it's amazing, I just think that the women or the guys that put their energy into transforming into a woman, you know, that energy is amazing to me, like, you really know how to do this hair, you really know how to do these garments, you really know how to do this makeup, you know, it's so much more than me because I'm a woman and all I need to do is go to the store and buy the clothes and then say, oh, that looks good on me, cool, go to the girl, let her braid my hair, okay, yeah, this looks real good on me, bam, and I'm done, I'm not doing any of this extra stuff. Okay, I can literally walk out of my room, my house, and put no effort into being a woman, and I am clearly a woman. You see what I'm saying? There is no effort to be given because I just am. You know, so to see that transformation from boy to girl is just amazing to me. And then they messed around and put a um, drag queen competition on, doc? You crazy? You crazy, man? So, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race all the time. So, the point that I'm trying to make with all of this is, is that I watch it all the time, and I've seen and heard these stories about these kids and these guys who haven't talked to their family in 15 years, haven't talked to their mother in 10 years, haven't, you know, was totally, you know, disowned when they came out at 18, you know, they're 38 now. You know what I'm saying? Like you got no family at all, period, because nobody wants to talk to you, so you've got all of this adopted family, you know, and all this, you know, you know, this, this, this drag family, all of this family now, that you, the people you get to choose, because the people that you were born to don't want anything to do with you, so the idea, the idea that this kid, Zion, is going to be able to be raised up. And grow up in an extremely open, extremely forgiving, extremely, um, like, uh, free experience in his teenage years is, it makes me happy for him. And then not only for him, it makes me happy for other people. Because the first person, at least in the black community, that really respected and didn't denigrate and didn't disown and didn't trip, you know, you know, over the long term was Magic Johnson with his son EJ. And you guys, EJ is extremely big and flamboyant. I mean, he's a big, he should have been somebody's linebacker. Okay. But EJ is gay. And EJ is unapologetic about it. And Magic Johnson loves his kid. And he understands it. And he just is, and it just is what it is. There is no, there's no hatred there, right? So I think D-Wade had that, that situation as a, um, kind of like a, uh, a guide. Okay, how do I deal with this? Oh, I've seen Magic do this, you know? And then, honestly, it, it could be that, or it could just be D-Wade loves his kid. And he's not going to (laughs) disown his kid. He's not going to act like his kid doesn't exist because his kid's gay. Simple. Because as, you know, a black kid, honestly, you're already going to struggle. You already have things stacked up against you, you know? So now, and then you're gay too. Jesus. So realistically, the family should stick together and they should champion this kid. But what happens is, in a lot of families, and it's not just in black families, but we're talking black families right now, they don't champion. They, 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 they make them feel bad about it. They, they disown them. They, they make them feel like they're a disgrace. All of these things. They talk down to them, and then things happen. Like they run away. They, they find new people to turn into their family these people may or may not give a shit about them you know what I mean like um you know they turn to different things then drugs if you're especially if you're getting kicked out of your house you don't have money you don't know what you're going to be doing you turn to drugs you turn to activity that you can get money you just don't know the things that can happen and guess what it's no different than a straight person with their mom or their dad being ridiculous about whatever else you know what I mean so it's like crazy to me so, a lot of people had problems with this. A lot of people were like, oh my god, just too young. How do they know that he's gay at this age? da 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 And, like, uh, Carrie and I had this conversation. And she was just, you know, she kind of had felt the same way. And before I had seen this actual, um, this actual post, I was just like, but, you know, I get that, but at the same time, nobody would say the same thing to, like, a, you know, a straight kid. You know, a kid that like girls. Like nobody would question. Oh, did you like girls? How did you know you like girls at eleven? You know what I mean? That that never, that question would never, ever, be asked. Never. Um. So I was like, so if that question would never be asked, why on earth would we ask this of this kid who's gay? And um, I found a um, a post, and there was a guy who had kind of summed up how I felt. In the same scenario and hit on the same things that I said to Carrie when we were having this discussion. And here's the post it says the average 11 year old is in the fifth or sixth grade. I knew by the time I was in the fifth grade that I liked girls and that and I think by that time most people know what the fuck they like. So the this idea that Dwayne Wade's son is too young to know if he's gay is horseshit. His tweet then goes on to say, <coughs> excuse me. It's crazy how no one says anything about 11-year-old straight boys, quote, being too young to know that they're straight. Stop spewing homophobic bullshit and just say you don't like gay people and go. Shit is corny as fuck. As fuck. He said it twice, so I had to read it twice. And so he kind of... Um, hit it for me um right at the part where he was just like stop spewing homophobic bullshit and say you don't like gay people i don't think that's what it is i don't think that people don't like gay people and just want to say well how did he know he's gay you know it could be a i don't think that's why people say that i think that people are under this impression that it's a choice and some people believe it some people believe this is a choice that you have to make some people, um, like myself, believe that it's not a choice at all. It just is what it is. I've got family members, and I believe that, um, one family member in particular was always gay from a little boy. Um, I think that was the story. So there's never a question, there would never been a question. The question should have been, if he came home with a woman, that should have been the question. But the question was never, oh, oh, he's, he's gay. No, no, absolutely never a question so I don't think it's anything that you it's I don't think it's a learned thing I think it's it just is what it is it just is what it is um so I don't think it's that but I think we're so conditioned to believe that men and women should be together and that is the right thing you know what I mean and I think that it's not so much oh this is what we believe but this is the right thing you know there's a right and a wrong right so there's that we have that idea And then, on top of that, I mean, anything that's different, we question like crazy. Even if it's exactly the same when you flip the scenario. Even if it's exactly the same when you flip the scenario, we still question it. So, it's really not a, oh, you don't like gay people stuff. It's really just a people issue. We have so much to unlearn. um, Especially if we plan to, you know, live in this life or live in this world with one another and... Not be PC, but then not be rude. You know what I'm saying? There's a fine line, I think. I think there's a happy medium there. You should be able to say the things that you feel in a respectful manner so that you can have an intelligent conversation about the situation. I, that's just how I feel. Um, and, you you know, you should be able to receive... Um, unfavorable information about yourself without feeling threatened and without feeling like someone's coming for you you know but unfortunately people are sensitive and that's not what that's not how we you know how we operate so i don't know i just think that i just think that with that situation we've got to unlearn we've got to unlearn this type of stuff that could be detrimental to especially these kids because it's really about the kids it's not about your uncle you know tim who always has a new, you know, fishing buddy, all right? It's not about Tim, okay? It's about these kids and, and the world they're going to be living in once Tim's gone, you know what I mean? So, I just think that hopefully he'll continue to have the family that he has and uh, and hopefully everybody will continue to be supportive. Um, and I guess uh, you guys just don't even understand how important it is for um, the black father to support the black gay son. It just is. It's so important. I mean, and everybody's gonna say, well, it's important for, for, for the black father to support all the kids. No, you're absolutely correct. Yes, but that's not what we're talking about here, okay? We're talking about these gay boys who don't have a relationship with their dad. It's not even just black fathers. It's the father's period because fathers feel like if your kid is gay, you've done something wrong. You've done something terribly wrong. What happened? Did I not play enough football with him, did I not make him do enough chores? You know what I mean? I knew I should have took this away from him, you know, that kind of stuff. So when I watch RuPaul's Drag Race and they have their little videos and they have their, their dads come on there, dog. And and their dads are saying all the nice things like, you know, I'm so proud of you guy, you know da 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 they bust out crying because nine times out of ten, they've never been told that before from their dad a day in their life and they never felt that way either. They had no idea their dad felt that way. And do you know what that type of vindication... Do you know what that kind of validation feels like when you get it from your parent? It feels fantastic. It feels fantastic. So, um... So, yeah, man. You know, just gotta... We just have to learn how to be better toward each other. That's really all it boils down to. Let's just be better. That's all. Uh... Let's see, next up, next up, Twilight Zone. So, so this weekend, I said, alright, I want new content, I wanna, I wanna put some new stuff into my brain, because... You know, I watch the same things for the most part all the time. And it's like, this gets so boring. It gets so boring watching literally the same thing all the time. So I was like, all right, I need something new, something fresh, something that will, you know, make me think, because that's what I like to do the most, um, but will hold my attention. So obviously, I moved to the Twilight Zone, okay? (laughs) Twilight Zone is dope i loved twilight zone when i was a kid um we used to watch it in class uh in english class for some reason we'd watch it um our teacher was just a weird guy he had weird skin um i think he had some kind of issue uh, but he was just a weird guy and he really liked twilight zone so we'd have like these stories and stuff and then they would correlate with twilight zone and then we'd watch the episode you know so it'd be like a whole reinforcement thing it was dope so um jordan peele Okay? Uh, director, writer extraordinaire that did the Keanu movie, did um, Get Out, and then, of course, now most most critically acclaimed Us, um, is also doing The Twilight Zone. He is the sterling character who... You know, does the narration of it. Um, I think he's also the director. Um, all of these things. And it is, it's perfect. It's just as weird as he is. It's fantastic. Um, I watched the first two episodes that aired. And I have one more to, to watch. And I think they have like three more coming within this little short season, or whatever, um, and it's fantastic, guys, um, I watched the comedian episode, it had, um, Jamie Foxx, that's not his name at all, okay, it had Tracy Morgan in it, it had, um, this new, uh, Indian guy, let's get his name, because I keep saying that to people, you know, and, um, it's just crazy, Kumail, his name is Kumail Nanjiani, boom, there you go. I'm pretty sure I did not pronounce that properly, but hey, we're just gonna go with that. Kumel Nijani. He's dope. He's really funny to me. Um, he's got that dry wit, that that um, it's that that kind of humor where it's not like laugh out loud. It's like <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you know that kind of laughter. You know. Um, but this episode was dope or whatever. Um, and it just. Uh, It was just crazy. So, I recommend you guys watch it. Now, it is only available on CBS Access. I refuse to pay CBS this $4.99. I just refuse. I refuse. Ugh. But eventually, I feel like they're going to get my money. But I have been refusing for at least three or four months now. Um, But, no, they have lots of shows that they only stream on CBS Access. Um, So I watched it another way. You know, holla at me if you um, want your fire stick fixed to where you can watch things and not have to pay. Um, So I watched it a different way. It came up great. Um, No issues there. Um, But if you don't want to do it that way, definitely hit up CBS Access so that you can watch the episodes, because it's definitely to come on TV, so there's that, um, let's see what's next on the docket, uh, Chris Brown, uh, there was a conversation that started yesterday, Justin Bieber, I think single-handedly started this conversation, (laughs) then Lloyd jumped in, or Sammy, or several others, and the conversation was, Chris Brown is the greatest entertainer of our time, Right now, listen to me and listen good. I love breezy. Okay, I know that my man had a hard time early on. I know that the situation with Rihanna was not it. It wasn't. Okay, would I have a problem with my daughter dating Chris Brown? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. But as it pertains to the fact that there's been tons of, you know, there's been a lot of time between him. Uh, doing the things that he did. And now, after having a daughter, after him, um, really maturing, um, owning several businesses, being lucrative, constantly putting out good music, constantly putting out solid hits, touring, getting that money all the time. Listen, you guys can say what you want to say about Chris Brown, all right? But at this point, once he got out of that prop those problems, once he got out of that, like, uh, from underneath that that gray cloud listen chris brown did not have not another issue after that okay i think recently would probably be the the newest situation where he was accused of of like raping someone in paris but then that girl said that it wasn't him and then it was determined that that was a lie right so hey man i love breezy so i say all of that to say this don't forget about chris brown's actual catalog like if you can go to your streaming service and just type in chris brown and then just go to tracks and then hit play and you and you can play at least 10 songs without saying oh i don't know what this is chris brown's got a number one motherfucking album written all over that shit you see what I'm saying? He's got a catalog. He's been nothing but busy. He's been doing nothing but working. He's really good at finding hits. He's really good at that dancing thing. He's good at that singing thing. Okay? Um, I love Chris Brown. So would I agree with Justin Bieber and say that nobody could touch him and that he's the greatest and this, that, and the other? I can honestly say that I don't know of anyone that's out right now that could touch Chris Brown in regards to his entertainment value. I mean, who could, who could do it? Who else is out here singing and dancing and being on point like chris brown like i don't know anyone that's out here doing it so yeah so yeah i'm gonna have to co-sign with those maniacs that said that i (laughs) i agree i think chris brown is fantastic um so we'll see if somebody can come up and, and be as dope as him honestly um But yeah, once Usher and Justin Timberlake got too old to be dancing, once Chris Brown did the, um, wall-to-wall, uh, performance, um... And maybe it wasn't even, wall. It, it, I think it was wall to wall, this was the same year that he did the Rihanna um, Umbrella remix, and they performed it and this was when the stage and the dance floor was the tables where the actual people were sitting um, one year on MTV, ever since that day, and Justin Timberlake was just like if that's what they're doing, I can't do that ever since that day Chris Brown has been the man straight up straight up so yeah so, I'm going to have to co-sign that. So, I'm going to move on now. We're going to definitely move on to Guava Island. So, Guava Island is um, a short... I'm going to go ahead and classify it as a short film that was shot and directed by Hero. I don't know his last name. Um, Hero works with Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, on Atlanta. He, They direct, they write, they do everything together, um, along with... Um, Donald Glover's brother, Stephen Glover. They do a lot of writing together. And so, um, this film was written by Donald and Stephen, directed by Hero, um, it, and it starred Donald and it starred Rihanna. And, um, uh, our girl Shuri, um, Leticia was, uh, from, from Black Panther, the, uh, Shuri, she was in it too. So, that was dope. Um, the, the movie is kind of like a short film, like I said. It's actually like a kind of like a short musical film, because um, last year around this time, Donald Glover started releasing music. He released This Is America around this time, maybe maybe a month later from like right now. But around this time, he released This Is America, and then around the summertime, he released two songs called Feels Like Summer and he released another song called, um, Summertime, something about summertime, let me see, hold on, hold on, let me see, oh, my crazy self went and typed in Donald Glover and Not Childish Gambino. Crazy. Feels Like Summer and then Summertime Magic. Those are the jams that he released this summer. And I love both of them, seriously. It took me a while to like the um, Summertime Magic one, but that Feels Like Summer was an immediate vibe. You understand me? Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, shit, this is the shit I'm on right now. Okay? I was like, I'm past the stuff that I used to like. I don't quite know where I'm going, but I know that this vibe right here is it. So I had loved it. I loved that song so much. I put it on a hundred playlists. Um, and everything. It. Um, and I wondered. I said, Well, damn. What are these going on? Because he had already released the Awaken My Love album, and it wasn't a part of that. So I was like, Well, what could this be? You know. And when you watch the Guava Island movie, it became, it becomes extremely um, clear what was happening. I think he was delayed because of this. He broke his leg so I think he was delayed on trying to get all this stuff out. But listen, this was setting up for him to have a fantastic end of year, honestly. So, uh, he, um, this movie is basically about a musician who wants to give his country, a day where they don't have to worry about working, they don't have to worry about exporting, they don't have to worry about doing any of that stuff. All they have to do is um, come to this come to this music festival, have a good time, and you'll be free. Well, apparently, his boss. Uh, the main guy that owns like the companies on the island was just like yeah you can't do that because they're gonna not come to work the next day and i don't have time for that and we cannot be off on sunday so blah blah blah, 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 blah right the whole situation is about the fact that he can't have his people off for one day out of the year just one day you know what i mean so um so, you know, he, he goes through with it, he's like, alright, well, whatever, you know, you're not going to bully me, I'm going to do it, blah, blah. Long story short, he does it, and some, they, they send somebody to kill him while he's performing, he, he runs, he gets away, kind of, then he, he definitely doesn't get away, and then they catch him, they shoot him, they kill him, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. It, 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 I know I spoiled it so fast for you, but... It was intense and that's exactly how they kill him and then you're just left with what? So you know basically they they end up getting their day off anyway because they took the day to celebrate him because he is he was everything to the to the to the country. You know, he was everything to the towns you know, so they they really loved him. So that's what that's what the movie was about in jest but i mean it was so many different things in there so this is america was in the movie of course he performs in um a similar warehouse that looks like the warehouse that he performs the the, the video in and this is america makes way more sense in this context than it did what we were presented last year um it's just amazing. I mean, it, the setup is this, there's a guy in there and he's talking about how he's going to save up all his money. And he's going to move to America, you know, so he can start his own country. Dah, 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 dah. And so Donald Glover's characters like, well, what are you talking about? This is America. Any place where you have to work to make somebody richer, to get rich yourself is America. It's just a mindset, right? So, so then he, he started mocking him. And then this is when the st- the song starts. So if you guys have Amazon Prime, I recommend you take the 54 minutes and just go ahead and watch the little movie and, you know, get your life with that. Um, the two songs, uh, Feels Like Summer and Summertime Magic were also in the movie, um, i think one of them he was singing to um rihanna because they're together and they're in a relationship um and so i think one time he was singing that to her and then the other time he sang the other song on the radio and it's just he's got such a great voice i just i never saw this coming from him i have a friend percy who always told perry his name was perry it's not percy my guy um, he told me, he was like, challenge yeah, gonna be the shit, bruh. And I was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, and it took a while. It took a while. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't like the next year. It was definitely like within the next five years. But yeah, no, he's, he's definitely the shit. I mean, I, I didn't see this coming from him. I didn't see this type of content, this type of humor, this type of awesomeness coming from him. So I just say, keep... Keep it coming, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino. Um, let's go. And hopefully we can get an album, another album from him. That would be fantastic. Um, Rihanna, now that this film is um, released, I'm not sure what you're doing, sis, but you can go ahead and get in studio, too. Um, Beyonce, next week, you got, you're got, you on a timeline, too, ma'am. So there's that. That's who I'm looking forward to within the next two months. So you're welcome. Um, let's see. What else I got? I got Aunt Becky. I got two more things down. So the next thing I have, it just says Aunt Becky. And... <laughs> Bruh, like, Aunt Becky really ran out. She, Aunt Becky thought, or let's, let me just use real, real names here. Okay, Lori Loughlin, okay, of Step by Step. That's not even the show. Uh, Lori Laughlin of... Um, a full house and fuller house and then all of those hallmark movies that you see during the christmas times yeah that Lori laughlin so we're gonna call her aunt becky aunt becky um was one of the many people who decided to pay the universities for their kids to get in pay this uh, tutors to take the sats you know all of these things so that their kids could get ahead right Um, so they came to everybody with the same deal, okay? You gotta plead guilty, you gotta do this, you know, no jail time, we'll do that, we'll do that, blah, 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 blah. Aunt Becky thought that the district attorney was bluffing, child. Bluffing! So she said, nah, nah, you take your deal and you stick it in your pipe and you smoke it. Alright? Well, obviously they weren't bluffing, so now that she has done that, they came back with more charges, And she's definitely going to do jail time now. And I'm like, yeah, damn, Becky. You really ran out. This is when your privilege just doesn't work, ma'am. You need to get on the phone with somebody. Humble yourself, okay? So, um, I just hope that she can get it together, but it looks like her and her husband are in deep shit right now, so, I mean, hopefully they can get out of it, but, I mean, realistically speaking, I I just don't know how much I can care about this, I mean, you guys cheated, and cheated in a grand, grand, grandiose way, so, I mean, I really can't care too much. But it's just unfortunate that she's this delusional to believe that she couldn't get in trouble. That's number one. Number two, what she did was normal. Then then number three, now that you've been given and offered an out, even though you've been probably shamed and embarrassed, you've been offered an out and you didn't believe it. Now it's going to get ten times worse. It's like a damn child. You keep telling the kid, you better stay right there. If you keep going any further, you're going to walk off that ledge. And they keep walking and they keep walking. All right, the ledge is coming. You better stop walking off that ledge or you're going to die you go over that ledge. They keep walking. They keep walking. I mean, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Short of get in front of them, short of pulling them back, what are you supposed to do? And in this circumstance, what more can you say? Hey, I have this deal for you. If you don't take this deal, you do jail time. I mean, what do you want me to do here? Like, who do you guys really think you are to where you're like, oh, yeah, they're just trying to, um, you're just trying to, um, you know, get over on me, you know, no, 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 you, you really did fuck up, like, they really did find the fuck ups, like, you might want to get your shit together and take this deal, but okay, I digress, so you know, I just can't take it, child, so, it's just amazing, it's just amazing to me, so, we'll, we'll keep a watchful eye on this, too, I'm sure that this is not the end of the story, and I just don't think it's funny at all, but it's just amazing to me that this is what... This is amazing to me, what she could imagine. Yeah, I'm not sure what she's thinking. Um, But, like I said, we'll keep keep an eye on it. Um, Last thing I had was that yesterday, on April the 13th, the NBA playoffs began. You're welcome. I know a lot of y'all might not care about this, and that's okay. That's okay. But I'm just going to go. All right? Um... Of course, my main concern is Golden State, um, because, uh, the Lakers are nowhere to be found in the playoffs, and it's been like that for several years now, but we're not going to even get into that shit, because it's just a shit show over there, okay? It's not the Lakers show no more, it's the shit show. Um, but we're concerned about Golden State. Golden State played last night, 8 o'clock, they played game one against the LA Clippers, they did good, um the Clippers are a good first round team, but at the same time, they could be dangerous because Golden State will undoubtedly win this series. But I mean, there's so much that could happen in this series. Um, Last night, Kevin Durant got injured a couple of times. He also got ejected out of the game after getting two technical fouls. Like, so, you know, he has to watch himself because if you get X amount of tech, you know what I'm saying, you get suspended, and that's in during the playoffs, okay, and you got to go three rounds and then another round before you, you know. to to not have that many texts. So, you know, he's got to watch himself and stop being so emotional. Draymond, too, okay? I don't know. The only person that was consistent last night was Steph, as usual. My man had 38 points, like 15 rebounds, 7 assists. I mean, he was out here balling. Like, the way he was... The way he was gobbling up them rebounds, like, he wasn't playing no games. He was really trying to affect the game, isn't That's what he did. Um, I think the score ended up being, what, like, 112 or something to, um, 112 or 116 to, like, 102 or something like that. Um, let me see. Okay. Gosh, it struggling. It's struggle. I struggled trying to find all that. But the score ended up being 121-104. to So the score sounds much worse than the way it was. Um, They played very well. Um, The Golden State did. Um, The Clippers did too. I mean, you know, it was a close game for a while. So, I mean, they just need to come in there and finish them. I mean, just finish them. Take their heart out whatever but y'all don't need to be putting too much energy into the first round sweep them go sit down for the next several days so that you can get ready for round two because something tells me round two is gonna be a little harder much harder uh, because the West is really stacked this year so um, so we're gonna just we just gonna pay attention to them yesterday it looks like the 76ers and the Nets played Brooklyn won uh, 111-102 and you know what well, Brooklyn deserved to beat their ass because Philly is really um, full of shit like Joel Embiid is full of shit um, ben, ben Simmons who can't shoot he full of shit like um, Jimmy Butler is the only one that's really not full of shit but he can't do everything So, I mean, you know, I just really want them to tighten up. They should have, they got no business losing to the Nets. Um, They got no business being in jeopardy of losing this series. And I know it's just game one, but, I mean, I don't have faith in them. And they were home. They weren't even in Brooklyn. They was home. So, you know. Um, The Magic beat the Raptors, 104-101. to I can't believe that. Now, I know the Raptors will probably pull through and won't um, lose, Again, at least I hope, but who knows, I mean, that Magic team is is no joke, so, I'm, I'm really impressed with that situation, all the way around, and then late last night they, the Spurs and the Nuggets played and the Spurs beat them 1-1 to 96 I was expecting that, because I don't think the Nuggets are ready, like, they, they look like they're ready, they're number two they look like they're ready, but they're not ready not yet, not yet, they need some more time, they need some more time and some more milk, so, there's that um, And then today, um, Boston plays at 1 o'clock, and I'll be excited to watch that. Um, The Thunder plays at 3.30. Um, They play the Trailblazers. Boston plays the Pacers. Um, And then later on in the evening, it looks like the Pistons play the Bucks. The Bucks will undoubtedly beat them, mollywop them even. Um, and then at 9.30, the Jazz play the Rockets. I'm excited to see how this goes because the Rockets are the good team, the better team, and should win. But the Jazz really play really, really well. Like, I was always concerned with whoever ended up getting the Jazz because at any given day, they can go shit on you. And so we'll see. We'll see, because, you know, Houston is not that good defensively. So, you know, we'll see how this goes. I'm excited. So, Game 1's today. I'll be paying attention 1 1 o'clock through 9.30-ish, you know. Maybe if if it's a good game, I'll stay up and watch it a little bit. Otherwise, I'll just be uh, watching these earlier games and enjoying what we see basketball-wise. So, that's all I got. That's all I got. I got, um... I'm going to go ahead and shut this down. Um, you guys will get, um, an us review, uh, coming in the next few days. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, and I can be reached on Instagram, go to at mill speaks. Um, I am listed on multiple, uh, platforms. Go to the link and the bio, It'll bring up my link tree. And then you can see everywhere the podcast is. Um, few places, we've got, uh, Apple, uh, Podcasts, iTunes, I've got Google Play, Google, um, Google Podcasts, I've got, um, Spreaker, Podbean, Stitcher, um, we've got, um, let's see, who else, Blueberry, uh, CastBox, um, Spotify, still waiting on iHeartRadio, it's been months, I don't know what's taking them so long. Okay, don't have a clue what's taking them so long. But those are the main places where uh, Middle speaks can be found. Um, again, if you listen to podcasts on something else and you don't see my podcast, please send me a message and let me know. Hey, get your podcast on this platform. I'll be happy to do it because I want to get it to as many people as possible. Okay, all right. And as usual, we'll bring the beat up. We'll bring the beat up I am back I I was editing and I was listening to the show and I realized that when I was talking about Chris Brown it made it to seem like Chris Brown was literally the only one out here doing this thing and then it it made me think that my people would be like, So what you trying to say about Beyonce? And I'm not gonna be I'm not even gonna lie to you, Beyonce never even entered my my brain when I thought about where Chris Brown was because Beyonce is obviously in a whole nother motherfucking level, okay? Um, so I just wanted to clear that up. I did wanna clear that up. Um so, so yeah. Now I got to put more music to this because obviously I've run out of music. But no, this is this is it. This is it, and this is how it goes on Mill Speaks. I have to um, be clear. Clarity is key. All right.